Welcome back to Four and Toe Podcast, where moms can find encouragement on their journeys through homeschooling. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and this is episode 33. We're going to talk about curriculum, books, and resources. Have you ever experienced a panic attack? Have you ever wondered if you were going to be outed as an imposter? Have you ever wondered if life isn't worth living? Have you ever thought God was just an asshole? Ever wondered if your faith has completely f***ed your life? Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and saw something completely different than what everybody else sees? Introducing Mental Podcast with co-hosts Michelle Collins and Seth Showalter. We're not afraid to ask the hard questions. Check us out on your favorite podcast platform. Today we're going to continue my talk on where to start with homeschooling. Today we're going to talk about curriculum and books. When I first started approaching the idea of homeschooling, I had no idea where to start with curriculum. I knew that I wanted to go the eclectic route, which meant that I got to pick and choose whatever I wanted that I felt would be the best way to teach my children. I found KathyDuffyReviews.com, a really valuable resource for reviewing homeschool curriculum. That's Kathy with a C, C-A-T-H-Y-D-U-F-F-Y reviews.com. So if you listened to the last episode and heard the different homeschooling approaches and you know what direction you want to go, the following small list for a few of the approaches may be really helpful. If you are really into the classical approach, you may want to check out Classical Conversations, Abeka, and Sunlight. All three of these have full curriculum available with all the subjects per grade. So you don't have to think about where, what you need. You just look at what grade your children are in, buy the appropriate grade level, and start teaching. If you're into the Charlotte Mason approach, you'll want to get your hands on the Beautiful Feet Books catalog and go check out simplycharlottemason.com as well and see what type of resources they have available. One really great free resource available to all homeschoolers, but especially the Charlotte Mason lovers, you'll want to check out Ambleside.com, a website full of free resources for the Charlotte Mason homeschool families. For the Waldorf approach, you'll want to check out Waldorf Inspired Learning, and Jean Miller will help you find the books that are right for you and the approaches that are right for you and your family using the Waldorf style. Oak Meadow is another great resource for the Waldorf family. A friend of mine has used this curriculum and she loves it. Now she does supplement the math, but other than that, she uses this to teach her triplets homeschooling using the Waldorf approach. And there's one more I'll plug, the littleacornlearning.com. They're working on writing Waldorf-inspired curriculum right now. I had the privilege of accessing their first grade curriculum and reviewing it this year. It's been really interesting, a really interesting approach. It's been great to see how the creators have been approaching the Waldorf style. Right now, she just has kindergarten and first grade curriculum available, but I'm sure she will have more in the future. So let's get to the nitty gritty of the eclectic homeschool style. Now, eclectic homeschool style With that, with the way we do it that way, you have to go with each subject and find what works best for you guys. So I'm going to go subject by subject and give you my list of suggestions of some places to start with each subject. Top math suggestions. 
Saxon math has been around as long as I can remember. I used it as an eclectic homeschool kid, and many families still use it today. The textbook style is easy to understand and easy to read, easy to follow. Buy the textbook, and you get a teacher's manual, and multiple kids can go through the textbook. Because of its textbook style, you can keep the book to use with all of your children, as it's not a workbook your kids aren't writing in it. Math UC is a newer curriculum, but has still been around for about 30 years, and it takes a more hands-on approach to math with the use of math manipulatives and DVD lessons. I'm told Saxon Math has DVD classes as well. I just haven't seen them because they didn't have them created when I was in school. 30-odd years ago. The Math UC approach is much more hands-on, like I said, and it really, for my kids, is has been great for the visuals and the reviews that they put into their lessons. Mr. Demi does a great job breaking down the math in a step-by-step process that takes math to a mastery level and not just a circular learning style. This approach is a little bit different and is Common Core approved, but for me and my family, it has been our math of choice. One more math curriculum that has come highly recommended to me, but I have no experience using it, is the teaching textbooks. This is a computer-based math curriculum that I have had, that I've heard great reviews about, but have yet to try it. Let's talk English, specifically grammar. When I first started looking into grammar, I had a friend suggest the first language lessons. These books were fantastic for me and my family. Simple lessons that taught parts of speech, starting with nouns in level one. There are a hundred lessons written out to explain proper nouns, common nouns, and what the differences are between people, places, things, and ideas. Level two went over every other part of speech, as well as sentence formation and types of sentences. In level three, they started diagramming. Now this curriculum was set up so that you could do level one in first grade, level two in second, and level three in third grade. But I have had some friends that I've suggested level three to for their middle schoolers just because it it is so advanced. One of my friends would stop after level two in first language lessons and she would move on to the rod and staff curriculum. It has a little bit more of a classical approach, along with a Charlotte Mason style, and is a little bit older, has been around for quite a bit longer. She loved how the two transitioned from one to the other. She felt they worked very well together. And I have looked into it, but I have not gone that route. My mom used Winston grammar, another grammar that really emphasizes parts of speech. They have little cards that you use to identify parts of speech within a sentence, You can also buy workbooks to work through and understanding the concepts of the parts of speech. Learning language arts through literature is another one that my mom used that is still around today. And it is just that, using a piece from literature, either a poem or a paragraph from a famous book, and dissecting it, understanding the grammar within this paragraph structure. Although we started with the first language lessons and understanding the parts of speech, Once we got to level three, it became very boring for my oldest. So this last year, we tried Total Language Plus. 
which takes one book and dissects it into seven units of study, which can be used over the course of seven weeks. There's a planning grid in the front so you can see how to work through each unit with a reading, vocabulary, spelling, grammar, writing, enrichment, and art projects, all put into one. This Total Language Plus series I have loved as a follow-up to the first language lessons textbooks levels one and two and plan on doing this with the rest of my kids. Teaching reading. Teaching reading can seem very ominous, but there are so many resources out there for parents to learn how to teach reading. My favorite book is The Ordinary Parent's Guide to Teaching Reading. It is laid out very comprehensively and starts with the phonetic sounds of the letters broken up into vowels and consonants. And a little poem has been written to help children hear the sounds of the short vowel sounds of the letters and the vowel sounds and the consonant sounds. It goes on to hearing consonant vowel consonant words and how they work together and moves on to blends, diagraphs, suffixes, and prefixes. I absolutely love how this book is laid out and has been my book of choice in teaching reading. However, the style doesn't work for all learning types. Another book that has been that some of my friends really love is Teaching Reading in 100 Easy Lessons. I didn't love that book. I didn't like how it was laid out and it taught sounds in a strange way. However, two of my kids have learned to read using that book. One of my children, though, really struggled, so we moved around quite a bit for learning how to read, and we finally settled on All About Reading from the All About Learning Company. They use a lot of different manipulatives, such as magnet letters and reading flashcards, reading books, and workbooks to teach reading in a more hands-on way. I've also heard great things about Reading UC from the Matthew C. and Demi Learning Company, I've also heard really great things about reading eggs, although for both of those two, I have not had a chance to look through them. But if you have a struggling reader, try All About Reading, Reading You See, or Reading Eggs. Spelling. For spelling, my mom used spelling power with me. Now, I'm a terrible, terrible speller, but spelling power actually seemed to work for me as an upper elementary school child. Well, as I've approached spelling with my kids, I had to look through what there was. Spelling you see, again from Demi Learning, and All About Spelling, from All About Learning Publishers, are two that were recommended to me. I chose All About Spelling, and was actually able to trade the first four books in the series for music lessons. All About Spelling have levels that encourage parents to not move their children on until they've mastered the level prior. Some kids are able to go through these levels quickly, maybe two books a year. Other kids will only be able to go through one book a year. My family has taken it even slower, going through one book every two years. Yes, that's a long time, but I really want my kids to learn how to spell. We aren't moving on until my kids really understand the concept of the lesson that we're working on. Further topics of study would include science, history, and geography. And here your options seem endless. 
For science, I've found Apologia, BJU Press, Beautiful Feet Books, and Heart of Dakota. For history, there's Child's First Book of American History, Heart of Dakota, Beautiful Feet, The Story of the World, and Streams of Civilization. There are just so many approaches to history, spelling, and geography. You really have to decide what approach you like the best. If you like textbooks, you'll want to stick with Apologia, BJU Press, or Abeka. If you like the Charlotte Mason approach with living books, you'll want to go more for the Beautiful Feet books, Heart of Dakota, or even the Story of the World. There are so many options. What I've done, I have taken on the Apologia for the science projects. I also found that I really like unit studies. So I take a particular topic, like mammals, and create my own curriculum using library books and my own personal homeschool library, as well as the internet. YouTube is an amazing place to find stuff. And creating my own unit studies For example, bats. If we're going to study bats, I look on my bookshelves and see what I have, what books I have about the bats. I also look through all of our children's encyclopedias that I have available. Lots and lots of pictures with small bits of text to give an overview of what bats life is like. Then we go to the library and we check out as many books about bats as we can. After reading through all of those, or even reading through some of them, I have my kids start to write What do they know? What do they remember? What did they learn? And draw pictures of bats. We watch YouTube videos about bats. And in the end, we have a small folder that I have them put all of their information into in a very creative, artistic way to show what they learned about bats. For history and geography, I love Beautiful Feet Books approach. Their study guides and book lists available really help history and geography come to life for kids. I've been working through their early American history with my family for the last two years, as well as their all around the world and pic- with picture books and their history of science. There is so much information in the books that they have available. And, in their, and the guides are just chock full of ideas on how to expand a, on studying various time periods in history that go beyond their book lists that they're suggesting. The Beautiful Feet books guides are fantastic. The one drawback that I found is that my local libraries do not have a lot of the books that I need for these studies or that they recommend for these studies. Because my library doesn't have a lot of the books recommended by Beautiful Feet books, I've had to try to do interlibrary loan, which has also been tricky because I'm limited to only three books on interlibrary loan, and it can take up to a month for my library to receive those books. So because of that, I've ended up buying a good deal of these books, used and new. I've searched all over the Facebook marketplaces, homeschool buy, sell trade sites, and thriftbooks.com. If any or all of this stuff sounds interesting to you, go check out the show notes. I will put links to as many of these as I possibly can for you to look into yourself. I love talking about curriculum and I love talking books. So if you ever want to get on a Zoom call and talk to me about any or all of these books, please hit me up and we will schedule a date to do that. Thanks so much for joining me on this edition of Four and Toe Podcast. 
Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Four and Toe Podcast and Four and Toe Pod. Also go to my website, fourandtoepodcast.com for some blog posts as well as updates on my show. Be sure to follow and subscribe to Four and Toe Podcast on the podcast app of your choice. And if you absolutely love the show, be sure to give it a review and tell your friends. Get the word out about my show. I'm looking for an increase of listens, especially in this day and age when homeschooling is on the rise. I want to be there to encourage you, the homeschool parent. You can always email me at fourandtoepodcast at gmail.com or go to any of my socials and message me there. So until next time, have a great homeschooling week. And remember, Mama, you've got this.